that track. Shine, Jesus, shine. Amen? All right, July 2nd, 2023. Happy 4th of July weekend. I know it's on a Tuesday, so that kind of messes everything up, but we're going to start celebrating now, right? We live in a free country where we can worship Jesus, right? And we can live out God's love, right? And we can transform community by the Holy Spirit, right? It's freedom, man. It's a... It's a good. It's a good day. It's a good Sunday, and I'm glad everyone is in this room. Um, that I just got distracted. I officiated their wedding a couple weeks ago, and that's, I love seeing those guys. Happy Fourth of July, my friends! Um, make sure you fill out your info because you get free stuff, and you get uh, you might win a Miata. You might not though. So fill out one of these things and then make sure you uh, put it in the offering plate. And that goes to everybody, not just the newlyweds. Um, right after the service, we're going to be having some pizza. Pizza party. Yeah, right? I think that's good, too. Um, notice that in your announcements, there's a change in our office hours. We're getting rid of a half hour of the lunch. Um, so just make note of that. Let's see, uh, and then July 11th, and they started a couple months ago, as they, as Terry and Amy, um, started gathering on Tuesday evenings at 6.30, the first Tuesday of every month, but the first Tuesday of this month is 4th of July, so there'll be a lot of fireworks happening and stuff like that, so they moved it to July 11th, so make sure um, you make note of that, and then also... Um, if you can't physically be here, pray. Pray for the leadership of this church. Pray for what God is up to at this local outpost. Um, it all starts with prayer. Amen? And if you hear something from God, we want to hear about it. So Amy has her email on the back of this thing. Um, send her an email if you hear anything on July 11th. Uh, anything else i got to announce? Oh, if I smell like cologne, it's because I literally broke a bottle of cologne in my uh, office. <laughs> so you might want to stay about 10 feet away from me. <laughs> it's, it's Malia's, she's like not a fan of it. Anywho, uh, let's greet each other with a holy fist bump, and then I'll call us to worship in a few seconds. All right, all right, if you're not doing so, please stand. If you're standing, please remain standing and face this direction. I'm going to be preaching on this psalm this morning, and like like I've said, um, maybe not this morning, but we're in this summer playlist, and we probably should have, Amy said this last week, we probably should have called this the summer of love, because all these passages seem to be drawing our congregation to learning about love. Um, and I'm going to be preaching on Psalm 13, and I'm going to start with, as our call to worship, we're going to start this morning with the dessert, you know? You know, have you ever had a meal in reverse? Maybe that's a Griffiths thing. <laughs> right? Linda just said, life is short, eat dessert first. So we're going to end, we're going to start the worship service where the passage ends, and it's all an approach of this table, and I'll unpack that as I preach. 
This is from the King James Version. And it's Psalm 13, verse 6. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Let's worship the Lord of bounty. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I don't say this very often. It's probably once a year that I do it. Uh, the thing and we're about to sing together. If you look in the music score in the hymn, there are two parts of trumpet, um, whatever you call it, trumpet things in there. Yeah. Please wait for the trumpet piece and get your cue from the choir when you come in. The trumpet, we're gonna start with the trumpets, we're gonna sing, and then between every single verse, we're gonna have the trumpet singers again. So wait for those. Thank you. <laughs>
Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, the hope of a nation.
have my heart and I am yours forever you are my strength God of grace and Prophet Nathan said, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. We come this morning in that same manner, confessing our sins and asking God to blot them out and forgive us. Glorious God, we praise you for claiming us as your own in Jesus Christ. We understand that along with the blessings of being your children, you have given us responsibilities. You ask us to forgive as we have been forgiven, to love as we have been loved, to reach out to strangers and help those in need. We confess the times we ignore these responsibilities, 
wanting only personal blessings. Please forgive us and help us to depend on you more and more so that more and more we can reach beyond ourselves with the love of Christ. Amen. It is in learning to say that we are sorry that we begin to change and we find new life and new hope. God is faithful and just, and we have the assurance that in Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God.
excellent, excellent yet again. I don't think I'll trip over that stuff. Uh, yeah, I think I'll walk around down here. What about them? Um, say again? I can pace there. Yeah, I can, I can work with this. Um, we're on a summer playlist series. And what that means is we're taking the lectionary texts and just diving deep in one of them. And this week we're looking at Psalm 13. And as I was preparing for this, I want to first thank uh, the commentary, uh, commentator, a guy named James May. I've never met him. He's not a friend. It sounds like he's my friend. But I've, his commentary really opened my eyes to this text. And then also, we're going to be, I was on the fence of what we're going to be studying in the fall. But preparing for this sermon, I think we're going to be studying Psalms. So um, most of what I say this morning, God has already said through a commentator named James May. And let's get to the text. Um, this is a Psalm of David. And am I unfamiliar with the Psalms? Um, they're songs. They're hymns. They're meditations. They're prayers. It's a very unique text. Um, I don't know when Billy Graham started, but I know that over over 30 years, he read two Psalms a day. Um, most heroes of the faith go to this book on a regular basis. We'll open the word up. Actually, you just look up at the screen. I'll read it. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death, and my enemy will say I have prevailed. My foes will rejoice because I am shaken, but I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. Use me as your mouthpiece. May any words that come from me be forgotten. May any words from you Changes from the inside out like only you can. And all God's people said, This is a psalm of lament. This is actually the shortest psalm of lament. Um, lament is, everybody know what lament means? It's sadness, it's deep sorrow. It's a lot of life. That's why most psalms are laments. This being the shortest, it's It's a bridge. It's a bridge in which we can cross and learn how to pray when the sky is falling, when life is rough. First thing, make note of the psalmist. 
starts with Lord. This is not an interior reflection. This is not a meditative musing. This is a direct address. I'll quote James. Nothing in the troubles of life and the experience of the absence of God cancels the privilege of faith to speak directly to God in confidence of being heard. Did you follow that? My wife said no. No matter how hard it gets, there's always one truth to rejoice over. Our God listens to us. No one can take that away. I think I've shared this story before, but it bears repeating. I was down in SeaWorld. I don't remember when it was. It was a long time ago. Do they even have a SeaWorld? Okay. I was down at SeaWorld, and after the show where they do the, all the tricks, you get an opportunity to walk around, and the, the, the huge, magnificent beasts are like, they look like airplanes, like soaring through the water. And you get to walk and like look at, through the tank. And I remember it was probably the biggest one. I remember Shamu, Namu, Mamu. One of them's big, like big, big. And I promise you, it saw me. It saw me through the glass. And I remember going, yeah. And then I started doing like moonwalk stuff. <laughs> and I was like doing this. I was, I was trying to show off for this whale. And it hit me. You know what's bigger than that whale? God. God sees you. God hears you. He listens to you. You always have God as a listening ear. Nothing can take that away. Then the psalmist goes into the destruction of the trouble. And at first, it comes out and it's held together by this, how long, Lord? How long? Have you ever prayed that prayer? You'll notice this in all the laments. That prayer is just like a, a running line through it. How long? Are we going to lose every day? Are we going to lose every battle? Am I going to break my cologne? <laughs> every Sunday like when are things can things fall in my direction you know I thought life was going to be more than this how long how long do we have to watch the loved ones in our lives die 
struggle with cancer. Notice the the psalmist doesn't get specific about what he's going through. I think that's a nod. I think that the problems are always uh, no problems are rarely simple. And then notice that the the petition is typically double. Hear me. Help me. But notice, look at right when when it's at its deepest. You get a, another clue to where hope comes from. One is you can come to him anywhere, anytime, and he's going to listen. He says in verse 3 Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Mine. It's relational. couple weeks ago, was that a couple weeks ago when you were talking about how God is our friend? That's a nod to this. Mine. And then the prayer concludes. The prayer concludes with trust and hope. The psalmist rounds this corner, right? In five and six, but I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. I'll quote James again, James May. The psalm leads those who read and pray it from protest to petition to praise. It holds all three together as if to teach that they cohere in the unity of prayer. Do you follow that, Maya? No. She was spacing out. I saw her. Caught her. Busted. I love her. In teaching us to pray, and this is a move into application, but in teaching us to pray, we start to see the psalmist teach us not only how to pray, but who we are as prayers. Right? We're holding these things together. We got protest. 
We have petition. And we have praise. And we're holding them all simultaneously. We almost need another hand, right? We're, we're holding these things. And that's what this table is. Right? Amen? Okay, I'm just making sure everybody's awake still. Where's the protest? The one and only Son of God wrongfully dying. Wrongfully. It's against justice to kill God walking among us, right? The protest is that, is the cross. And the petition is him saying, first to the thief dying to receive this man into paradise today, man. And then why, oh, why have you forsaken me? Why, oh, why? But then Resurrection Sunday is coming around the corner. We have them all. Let me make sure I didn't. Luther called this, this prayer, the state in which hope despairs, and yet despair hopes at the same time. We're a complex people. Because we worship a complex God, and God meets us in our complexity. I'm going to quote James May again. The psalm and its succinct representative character is here to teach us how to pray, but it's also to show us who we are as we pray. Agony and adoration hung together for a cry for life. That is the truth about us as people of faith. Why is it so? Why is it so? Not hypothetical. Trusting in God's failing love. That's true. That's the, our end of it. Where are we right now? No. <laughs> I guess I should, I'm not, I'm very, I would make a terrible lawyer, right? I'm not asking the right questions. I'm trying to lead the witness, but you guys aren't following. <laughs> I'm trying to say, this world is in trouble and in pain, and it's complex and it hurts. And they're starving for this. They're starving for community. And they're not starving for some surfacey community. They are starving for deep community where deep cries to deep. I get stuff off Craigslist for free all the time. Does anybody know that about me? You guys hired me. I quit my job I had before this two months before I started here. So I needed to fill a house with furniture and free stuff. So I started looking at all these apps. I'll make, you know Lynn Redman? One of my favorite sayings of his is to make a long story. To make a long story. 
It's funny, right? I don't know. It's buckle up. Is there, I, I just feel this disconnect, but I, I want you to hear. I want you to hear this part. During last year, my brother's birthday is coming up. I reach out on Craigslist. Oh, actually, I found it on Nextdoor. A guy named Terry. A guy named Terry's giving away to reel-to-reel. Does anybody know what a reel-to-reel tape player is? Reel-to-reel tape player. Danny knows what that is. Um, I go and get it. I give it to my little brother, and it makes his year, life. He's like, I've never owned anything cooler in my life, Jason. It makes me big, big brother, the hero. Um, just this past week, um, my little brother got me into fountain pens. Terry is giving away fountain pens. And I'm like, is this the same Terry? I roll up to the same house, and it is the same Terry. And I'm expected to see Terry. Uh, open the door, I don't see Terry, I see a woman. And I say, what's the story behind the pens? My husband collected pens. These are his pens. I said, did he pass away recently? And she said, I don't know how you know that, but yes. I said, I'm a pastor. I'd love to pray with you. We both started crying. And I said, she gave me this reel to reel. And she goes, how the, where do you get reels? I said, I got some over at Savers at the thrift store down the road. Everybody know where Savers is? Good. Uh, And I got Johnny Carson's band leaders reel. And she knew the name of the guy. Elaine probably does too. I see her nodding. Everybody knows it but me. <laughs> I, my parents wouldn't let me stay up that late. That's, 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 a, that's a different story. Um, tell that to my dad. Everybody email my dad right now. You should have kept him up. Anyway, what am I telling? I'm telling this story. This woman needed to meet me. This woman needed to meet the God of this psalm. And she's not alone. We have all these folk going through these terrible situations, and they can't hold prayer and protest and praise together. All they can see is the pain. How do we apply this? We keep one foot with this, okay? Look to your right and look to your left. Y'all are essentially to each other. Absolutely essential. It takes us. Because some days, even your pastor doesn't feel like praising. Some days, I come in here, I want to protest. I want to scream at the top of my lungs. Some days I want to come in here and connect with the only God that can save me from what I'm going through. Nine times out of ten, I do come in here and I want to praise him. Right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. Thank you for being our God. May from here on out we learn from the psalmist not only how to properly lift up our pain to you, 
but also may we be receiving from you our identity cards today as protesters, as prayers, and simultaneously as praisers. Prepare our hearts as we partake and prepare to take communion together. Equip us this morning and send us out. And all God's people said, Edson, would you mind going there and get the offering? I'm going to pray over the offering. Isn't there an offertory? Yeah. Now I'm going to pray over the offering because we're still looking for a couple more ushers. Georgina, you in here? Georgina, right there. Round of applause, please, for Georgina. How many you got on your team right now? Uh, five. We got five on the team right now. We get to eight. That means you only have to do it twice a month. Huh? Huh? Any takers? Talk to Georgina after this, and she'll train and equip you on how we're going to pass the plates eventually. Let me pray. God, I just thank you for providing every minute, every second, every hour, every day, every year, every lifetime. We praise you, praise you, praise you, and we give back to you these tithes, these offerings, that you might use them for your glory. And we do so gratefully and humbly. Once again, all God's people said, this morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
this morning but I know this table meets you right where you're at you could be in here in protest you could be in here wanting to reconnect to this family and to the God who sent his one and only son for you some of you in here I'll say that you're the more Roman Catholic because they call this the Eucharist or give thanks some of you in here are just to praise on the night that Jesus was betrayed he gathered around the table to, to Celebrate the Passover meal. And he said, This used to mean, or it used to symbolize the unleavened bread, where the people of God were pulled out of Egypt so fast they couldn't wait for the bread to rise, saved from slavery. But I'm, I'm using this bread as a, a new covenant. A new outward sign of a new inward reality. Anybody who proclaims me as Lord, and this isn't a Presbyterian table, this is a Christian table. This is a Jesus table. He says, anyone who pro- proclaims me as Lord This is my body, broken for you. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit. Take these simple elements And use them to unite us as a church under you as Lord. As the bread nourishes the body, may this bread nourish our souls. Meet us where we are. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said. Amen. This is the body of Christ broken for you. In the same way, Jesus took the cup. Saying, this is the cup of the new covenant shed in my blood, shed for you, for the forgiveness of sins. Every time you drink this cup, Do so in remembrance of of me.
Great is the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take and drink. Pray with me. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now, send us forth in the power of your Spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. I forgot to mention the announcements. Um, we leave tomorrow, the Griffiths family leaves tomorrow for a 10-day vacation out in Florida. Um, so, and R- Reverend Sharon Yeagerlander is going to be preaching next week, so make sure you don't miss next week. And pray for us, because it's even going to be hotter, I think, in Florida, isn't it? Let me give you this benediction. Put your hands out here if, you're, if you feel comfortable doing so. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen. Thank you.